Hello there. So my next step throwback pay-per-view review is my first ever WrestleMania review that I'm ever going to do. It's uh, WrestleMania 28. It features one of the most famous Hell in a Cell matches of all time. So I'll get to that shortly. Then, so yeah, here we go. And it's genuinely one of my favourite ever WrestleManias. So I own the DVD of this. I haven't watched it recently, but I did watch it about six months ago, just before uh, WrestleMania this year. So I, I had to buy the DVD of this one because I really, really love the show. But let's get going with this. The first match on here now, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to love it so much once you get to the first match here. You've got uh, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, world title, uh, the infamous 18-second world title match. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, this. let's be real, this was always going to be the fourth, at best, the fourth most important match going into the show. So it was never a big, huge deal. Your Royal Rumble winner this year was kind of a, yeah, kind of an afterthought. But, uh God, this was atrocious. I mean, I get it. You've got to save time on something else, but this was just terrible. No one is expecting a classic, but this honestly was terrible. I know some people laugh at it and think, ha ha, like anti-smarts might think, ha ha, Daniel Bryan lost 18 seconds and it made the smarts unhappy. But this, just because it made the smarts unhappy doesn't mean it was good. This was honestly so unbelievably stupid. I, I, I can't believe they did this. This was atrocious. But, you know what, maybe it did him a favour because it garnered sympathy from him, it got people behind him and, you know, he turned it all right in the end. A couple of years later, he'd have his moment at WrestleMania 30. And again, speaking of anti-smarts, anti-smarts always love to peddle this narrative that that was the moment that killed wrestling's popularity and all that. But I don't know, I'm not so sure. I think it was going down anyway. I think it would have continued to go down whether Daniel Bryan won the belt or not there. And to be honest with you, you can talk about Daniel Bryan not drawing all you want, but Daniel Bryan's title reign, as short as it was, unfortunately, his injuries after WrestleMania 30, was drawing more than Roman Reigns is uh, on SmackDown. And you're on Fox at the moment, where a much bigger a much bigger uh, audience you can reach. So, you know, maybe your tribal chief. I, I mean, I like Roman Reigns. He's, from what I can tell, he's doing a good job of this, but maybe this tribal chief ain't drawing as much as you like to think it is. I'm just saying. But there you go. This this was an abomination, quite frankly. So um, up next, Randy Orton versus Kane. You know, this was decent. You've kind of got at the stage where the, the, the big matches are so stacked that you kind of have these two big names and you've got nothing to do with them, so you may as well put them together. Match was fine. Uh, surprise ending. You've got Kane actually pins Orton clean. Choke slams him off the, the, the top rope. Wins clean. Yeah, good match. Yeah, pretty good for what it was. It was about a time filler, but hey, look, it got them on the card. Two big names. Yep, made sense to do it. Nice for Kane to get a clean win at WrestleMania. So, yeah, there you have it. Didn't hurt Orton in the, in the slightest as well. So, there you have it. Uh, up next, Big Show versus Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental title. And to be honest with you, right, and they were telling the story how Big Show's never won at WrestleMania and all this stuff, never had a big WrestleMania moment. Uh, Cody Rhodes had quite a long Intercontinental title reign at this point, and this is why he was correctly booked in WWE. He's a good mid-card guy, and giving him a nice long run with an Intercontinental title was a good thing. And to be honest with you, you've got Rhodes... He was, he was never going to be anything more than that. And let's be real, you've got him in a prominent spot in AEW, and they ain't exactly ripping the ratings up, are they? So, yeah, you've got this, and... Yeah, having him in the mid-card, he was fine. Decent mid-card guy. 
Uh, match yourself's actually okay. Big Show wins. And you know what? It took a big name like Big Show to stop his Intercontinental title reign. It's not like he lost it to a jobber. He lost it to a former world champion and former WrestleMania main eventer. So, you know, there you have it. But, you know, and, here, and here's the thing, though. If you're short on time, if you wanted to do one squash match, okay, that's fine. That does happen at times. This would have been the one to do it, not Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. At least have a few minutes. But this would have been the ideal one to do in 18 seconds. Have Cody Rhodes being all cocky, blah, 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 like he was to the Big Show. And then turn around as soon as the bell rings, gets the punch, Big Show wins. There you go. He gets his big moment. Cody gets his comeuppance. And a match that... The match itself is fine, but it didn't really need to go long. Whereas Daniel Bryan and Sheamus could have done with being a bit longer. Not an epic or anything like that, but, you know, a bit longer, but I digress. Anyway, up next, uh, women's tag match came up next. It was Kelly Kelly and the TV presenter Marina Menounis against uh, Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres. Uh, this is actually pretty good for what it is, you know, celebrity involvement. Marina Menounis looked really good in this for a, a celebrity involvement goes. I think she did well. So, yeah, she actually gets the win as well, so which is good. So, officially, I'm not even joking, Maria Menounis has won more WrestleMania matches than Sasha Banks. And the year earlier, Snooki got the pin as well. So, Snooki has won more WrestleMania matches than Sasha Banks. So, there you have it. That's one of the fun facts for you there. You throw that in a smart face every time they start their pish. So, yeah, well, you know what? For this is fine for what it is. I'll take this women's match over Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte from this year, or that god awful fucking multi women elimination match that was at from SmackDown title from WrestleMania that, that, that year. That was garbage. So, uh, but anyway, this was actually quite good. It's fine for what it is. So, what's interesting? This the first hour of this show kind of gets the stuff that doesn't matter out of the way, and some of course that was atrocious, but most of it's fine. Most of it's watchable, but. This is where it really kicks in. Why I'm doing the review now is, of course, Hell in a Cell, End of an Era, as it was put up, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Sorry, Undertaker versus Triple H, Shawn Michaels as the referee. This is phenomenal. This is absolutely brilliant. This is why you can still have a great Hell in a Cell match in the PG era. You absolutely can, because this match was outstanding from start to finish. The drama, the storytelling, there's not a drop of blood spill, but it doesn't matter, because it's just a fantastic match. And you've got this fantastic story. Everyone plays their part brilliantly. You've got as well, at the point, one of the best false finishes ever when Sean does a sweet chin music, right? And then on Taker, he gets hit with a pedigree. It did for that split second. You do think it's over. That was one of the best false finishes ever. And again, after that, Sean's acting when he's cowering in the corner because he's so conflicted. It's just amazing. Undertaker eventually does win. And it leads to the incredible moment, though, uh, after this when Undertaker and when Undertaker and Sean help Triple H and up the ramp. It's an amazing moment. It's just unforgettable. Just one of those moments where pro wrestling is at its best. This is one of the all-time great Hell in a Cell matches. Maybe it's my favourite. It might actually be, to be honest. This is outstanding. Brilliant stuff. And they had to do it because Undertaker and Triple H have a great history inside Hell in a Cell against other people, so it made sense to eventually do it. And you had to do it at WrestleMania. This isn't one of these things where you just do it because, oh, it's the October pay-per-view, let's do it. Because <laughs> we've got our own pay That's the, my biggest bugbear about the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view nowadays is they just do it for the sake of doing it. And 
That's why I've not reviewed any of these papers. I've done other October shows. I've done other shows that happened to feature a Hell in a Cell match and when it came at the right time and it was the right people. But I've never done a, a review of the Hell in a Cell shows because the Hell in a Cell pay-per-views themselves are a waste, are honestly, it's a waste of time. A lot of the time, you've had good matches in it, like the first one you had DX and Legacy, which was good. Brock Lesnar Undertaker's second one in 2015 is great. One of the best ones of the PG era, I would say. Even Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins was actually really good as well. At least that made sense to put that in there. But a lot of the time, it's just a show with stuff being put in just for the sake of it. I mean, I've never seen this Fiend and Seth Rollins thing last year, but that was the problem. They booked themselves into a corner with that. So there you have it. But uh, yeah, if you go, absolute classic here. Uh, up next, this is fun as well. You've got a tag match with uh, Team J John Laurinaitis against Team Teddy Long. The winner, the winning guy's team gets to be the general manager on both shows and the loser gets fired. So, you know what? This was one of those matches that they basically put a load of people in just to make sure they get in the card and get under payday, which is better than the Battle Royals, which is usually the Battle Royals or whatever nowadays. But this worked really well here because what it was, not only did you have the, the people getting their payday, but but you also had actual proper stakes in this match. Yeah, honestly, because you know, it was going to affect the television going forward. Now, Team Johnny wins. Uh, he did get fired after a couple of months. Of course, Cena had to go and ruin it. Fuck him. But, you know, John Lana is a great entertainer. He was a great on-screen presence. They could have done more with him, but he was great during his time. People power! So Big Johnny, we go all love Big Johnny. Good for him. Uh, finish of this was great as well because you had like Eve, um, Zack Ryder was on the Teddy's team. Uh, Eve Torres like booted him in the balls or something, or like distracted or distracted him or whatever. No, in fact, I think she distracted him and Miz pinned Zack Ryder. And then after that, she booted him in the balls. So that's good because Eve Torres is hot as fuck and Zack Ryder is annoying as fuck. If that one thing they did was not listening to the internet and pushing that guy. His burial was glorious because Zack Ryder is fucking annoying. So that was glorious. Absolutely brilliant. So good for that. Glad that happened. Glad the Miz got the pin as well because they basically made him a jobber in the build-up to this. And even though for a year previously it was, he won their main event at WrestleMania, I mean, what a fall from grace, unfortunately. And Miz is a great performer. So to see him get the pin here, the one to get the pin on somebody who I can't stand on the other team was great. Oh, and Booker T was on, I think, Team Johnny's team, so that was good to see Booker in there. So, yeah, I actually enjoyed this match, very good. Up next, CM Punk versus Chris Jericho, WWE title. Uh, excellent match, really enjoyed it. Really, really good, great build up to this as well. You had the Jericho as well, hitting, um, bringing in the alcoholics and all that stuff in the well into the build-up. This was excellent build-up. The match itself, as you'd expect, between these two, really excellent. CM Punk wins by tap-out. Good little red herring before it as well, because Johnny's after just after winning his match, his team's match, he then goes on, sees CM Punk backstage, and then tells him if he gets disqualified, he'll get the title taken off of him, which is a good little red herring here. This is well tied in with if he loses his rag over Jericho beating him. And Jericho was beating him during the match, then he'll lose the title. Plus, as well, as a, a nice little retaining because I thought at the time, eh, maybe well, always the title here, maybe that's what they're going to do. You could maybe do that with it being the semi main. So, if you have the, or the, 
a heel win the title in the semi main, you've still got the main to come, so you're not sending the crowd home unhappy or whatever. But nah, Jericho wins by tap out, whatever is what it is. But it was an excellent match. Sorry, CM Punk wins by tap out, but whatever is what it is, excellent match. Up next, though, you've got another little fun moment. Bros Clay at this time was doing his little dancing gimmick, but they had all the mamas and all that coming out and doing their dance. I enjoyed this, you know, for what it was. A nice little break in between the, the top two, the two last matches. I thought this was great. Really entertaining. And <laughs> let that sink in CM Punk. In the year that he was the WWE champion, Brotus clearly went on later than him at WrestleMania. Chucking and jiving. Yeah. So, anyway, CM Punk, great performer, but he's a fucking dick. So, I'm, I'm, this is actually kind of funny now in hindsight. <laughs> CM Brotus Clay go Brotus Clay got higher on the card on WrestleMania than CM Punk did when he was the champion. So, there you have it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, of course, the main event of this show. Rock versus John Cena. This was brilliant. I loved this. Once in a lifetime it was built as, and I wish it was stayed at once in a lifetime because this was magical. This was one of those things. It was. It felt amazing. Couldn't wait for it on the build. The build-up was brilliant to this every week. Yeah, uh, the Rock concert. He had Cena bring back the rap thing for another week. And whenever they were trading barbs, it was great. It was just so fantastic. The build between these two is amazing. I honestly went into this convinced myself that they were going to put Cena over as well. I'm a big rock mark. See, I don't hate Cena. He's kind of annoying, but you know what? You know, I, I really want Rock to go over him here, and thankfully that's what happened. But you see in, in the build-up, the video package is amazing. You've got the big musical. Both of them have a musical entrance performance before their entrance as well, which makes that feel like an even bigger deal. This was... Pro wrestling again at its finest. Absolutely brilliant. Match itself is fantastic. It's a great back and forth match. The false finishes work well in this one as well, actually. It's one of those ones where, where they really do. There was times when you think, oh, God, it's over. And no, no, that's, what's this and that? But the finish, the finish is outstanding. When you've got Cena, he takes off his little stupid armband about to do the people's elbow. Comes off the rock, but the rock just gets some rock bombs and pins them. Yes, that rock goes over brilliant stuff i wish this was just left at once in a lifetime because this felt so special and then of course next year it was all done just oh, oh cena can win the belt and uh... see this one was genuinely unpredictable i thought there was a chance they might put cena over as a pass the torch or the rock might or they might put the rock over just because it's the rock but i'm glad the rock went over I'm so glad here uh, unfortunately, next year when they did it again for the title, it was so predictable that Cena was going to win. And we kind of build our hopes up that they're going to do the heel turn there, but no, they didn't. It was just Cena goes and wins. Uh, whatever. And then and then the crowd the next night basically shat all... Basically, this is when, when a lot of the smart revolution started because the crowd hijacked the Raw after WrestleMania 29. And then these people became more prevalent and the product they got listened to more and more and the product got worse. There you have it. There you have it. But, you know, Rock Cena, absolutely magical. So this wasn't the reason why. It probably was the best match, actually, on the card, even though I, I love, I absolutely love Undertaker Triple H. I absolutely love Rock versus John Cena. For these two lots, one of the all-time great WrestleManias, two of the most favorite matches of all time on here. So I, I reviewed it now because of the hell of a selfie but, with uh, Undertaker and Triple H there. But, yeah, still, this was, this was outstanding stuff. So... There you have it. So that's my uh, WrestleMania 28 review. It's been a real pleasure talking about this because often when I'm talking about modern wrestling now, I'm just kind for the most part, 
I'm kind of just complaining about it because it's shite. But honestly, it was a great time. This was a great time. The build-up to this WrestleMania was amazing as well. It felt like a big deal. It was a big deal. And it was must-see TV every week. Just with the build-up for Roxena. Build-up to Punk Jericho was great. Build-up to Undertaker Triple H was great. Just uh, good times. Good times. This was PG era as well. It can be done. But yeah, you go. So it's not the PG. I wouldn't say it's the PG rating that's the problem here. It's just the bad writing and the boring performers a lot of the time that's in today's wrestling. It is what it is. But there you have it. So anyway, that's my review here of WrestleMania 28. The next throwback pay-per-view I'll be doing, I'll do a No Mercy 2016. That's an October pay-per-view. So um, that was during the time SmackDown had not long done the brand, uh, the, the brand extension of, uh, and SmackDown was actually very good back at that time. So I'll be reviewing that at some point next week. So thank you very much here for listening today and uh, goodbye.